Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Fall 2020 State of the University Address. Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about the future of Signum University. Uh, if you join me for my other session, which I did a couple days ago, I talked about Signum's model, who we are and how we work, and, and the, the, the ways in which we feel that Signum's approach to education is really perfectly suited for higher education in the, in the 21st century and the direction that higher education is going. And, many of the ways in which higher education is being challenged to adapt uh, recently. Today, I want to talk about not the present so much as the future uh, in the sense of what is our vision? What are we planning? What are we doing? So, OK, so we have a model that works. We have a model that, you know, that is uh, adapted to the 21st century. But what are we going to do with it? Right. What is the plan? <clears throat> so that's what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, and I'm going to give you some I'm going to start off with some some general uh, uh, kind of concepts about what we plan to do and why we plan to do it. What are some of the problems that we plan to address? Some of the things that have led us to conclude that, you know, this is really a, an important direction that we need to move in. And the uh, the second thing then that I'm going to be doing is giving some uh, more specific information about not only the the programs that we're building, but but where those are planning where we're planning to go with those and what we're planning to do with them. So let me start off by talking about the general concept, the important thing uh, that we are uh, that we are addressing. And that is the humanities. Uh, there are two big problems that uh, the humanities sort of related to the humanities, uh, two problems that we've been sort of more increasingly uncomfortable with and aware of, um, I guess, aware of and then uncomfortable with. Um, and these are first uh, the crisis in the humanities. Um, the humanities are in crisis all over uh, higher education. Uh, humanities programs are being cut back or cut out of universities entirely. There's a, a serious crisis in the support of the humanities across higher education. Um, the, the humanities are being dismissed because they are widely viewed as useless or impractical. The second problem is that more and more people you know, have been uh, coming to a, an awareness of the serious deficit in people skills uh, that uh, that are sort of in our workplaces, in our world these days. Communication, critical thinking, interpersonal skills. Uh, people are struggling more widely with these things than they ever have before. And of course, um, we believe at Signum that both of these problems must be solved. These are both very important problems, uh, and we need to we need to get around these. We also believe there's really a single solution to both of these problems. Um, now, of course, you might look at these problems and say, well, there seems to be some cause and effect at play here, potentially. Uh, you know, so the solution is, is simple. Stop cutting back on the humanities, dummy. And, uh, you know, maybe we won't have such a big problem. <clears throat> That's Kind of true. Not going to lie. I mean, these uh, the skills, it is certainly true uh, that the skills that people are noticing that uh, are, you know, we're really struggling with most um, are the skills that are, in fact, trained most effectively by studying the humanities. So I, I, I agree there is some cause and effect here, but the solution to that is not just as simple as so let's, you know, everybody go and be, you know, 
English and history and philosophy ma majors. That's that's it's not it's it's not quite as simple as that. Um, so let me back up and talk a little bit about the humanities crisis. Uh, let's sort of start there. And I want to think about why the humanities are in crisis to start with. Higher education is under significant pressure right now. Significant pressure because they their tuition levels are very, very high, and they cannot afford to reduce their tuition radically. And so therefore, um, those two things being the case, right, they're, they're, they're demanding an enormous amount of money such that Many, many people, of course, are having to take on massive quantities of debt in order to pay uh, for their college tuition. And under those circumstances, if you're asking for that much money from people, if you're asking people to go that far, you know, to place themselves into that much debt for something, you'd better be able to justify the value of what you are delivering for that. Right. I mean, you've, you've got one of two choices. You have to reduce your costs or you have to increase the perceived value uh, of your product. And that's the pressure. And that pressure has been getting stronger on higher education as the student debt problem continues to mount, as tuition continued, you know, has continued for some time, uh, you know, many, many years uh, to rise uh, well past the, you know, well, at a rate far greater than the rate of, of inflation. Uh, anyway, this is, this, this pressure has been greatly increasing. So, and again, let me just say that this, the pressure that is being placed on them by, you know, the students and the families of those students is entirely appropriate, uh, entirely, entirely understandable. Uh, families want, students want a clear and immediate return on investment if they are going to, uh, if they are going to uh, spend that much money, if they're going to incur debt like that, they want to know not only just that they're going to get something someday, but that they're going to get something significant and that they're going to get something immediately from it. Um, now, in order to make the argument, therefore, that the degree is worth the money, higher education, universities have focused more and more on job preparation, on the job prep angle, right? The, the, the idea, and you can see this all over almost every university's website, the message is, if you major in this, you will get that job, right? That's... That's how it works, right? Um, uh, that uh, you you can you 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 should not only you should get a degree and you should come to our school and you should major in this so that you will then be prepared you will then be qualified to be able to go off and get this excellent high paying job that is desirable to you. Um, as a result, higher education more and more has become essentially training for particular jobs. Like I want this job. You know, I'm, this, this is what I want to be when I grow up. And so therefore I should uh, go to that school and major in that thing in order to give me the entry into that job. That's the way that people are thinking about it and the way that higher education has been encouraging people to think about it because that that's worth it then, right? You get something valuable. That is the entry into the job that you really, really want. Um, now, there are lots of problems with this mindset. I could talk for a while about some of the different ways in which this idea of higher education as only or primarily job training uh, is a problem and creates problems and is is uh, uh, falls far short of sort of the ideal of higher education. Um, but I want to focus on what it does with the humanities, right? Um, when we turn this, you know, your major leads to this job matrix 
on the humanities, it's pretty ugly, right? I mean, let's be honest about that. It doesn't work. There are very few jobs out there that are like, um, well, uh, you know, we hope that you've majored in philosophy if you really want to be able to compete for this job, right? I mean, that's, uh, it just, it doesn't happen very often. There are very few jobs for which, you know, which are like only humanities majors need apply. Uh, and uh, and the jobs that are like that, there are a couple jobs like that, but those that are, are not very high paying. You know, they're not, they're not really high powered jobs. Um, so, but again, this is, this is the, the strain that the humanities have been placed in is that, you know, the universities themselves, again, being under pressure to justify, you know, to, to, to demonstrate the value uh, of what they're selling, they pass this pressure on to the academic programs within the school, right? Show the jobs, show people what they can get, right, from your degree, prove the value. And the humanity, on this level, the humanities really can't. They can't, they sometimes try, but they fail. Um, and they fail this test because people are asked like this this question that's being asked what jobs does this major prepare for is the wrong question the problem is not that the humanities are useless or impractical the problem is that their usefulness is of a totally different kind um you know having um the you know, universities having fixed on this one solution to their financial pressure that is you know the emphasis on job prep they have failed to see any other solution. Um, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're a hammer, everything kind of looks like a nail, right? So I kind of imagine it like, um, you know, the, 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 the university comes in with their metaphorical hammer in, 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 in hand, right? This is what they do. Like this, this is, the, the job of their programs are to be nails that they can drive in, right? This same nail again and again. And they go to humanities and, and hu the humanities is all soft and squishy uh, and it won't work as a nail, right? Well, no, that's because it's not a nail. It's a loaf of bread instead. That's not useless. You just don't use it as a nail, right? That's if it's, there's your, drop your hammer, uh, and, you know, pick up something else and you'll actually get a great deal of use, uh, out of that loaf of bread, certainly more than you will get with your hammer. This whole situation is really kind of infuriating. Um, but, but this is only part of the problem. Okay, it's I, I don't want to just like blame all this on like the narrow mindedness of, you know, higher education, which is, you know, part of it. It's part of the it's part of the problem, but it's not the only problem. Part of the problem also has been the response to this situation by the humanities themselves. Some humanities programs try to play the game. Basically, like, OK, you want us to show how we can prepare people, people for jobs? We'll we'll do that. We'll like list jobs that you can do and we'll try to show how we're like siphoning people into these jobs. And honestly, that doesn't really work very well. Uh, I mean, it's 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 hard because okay, it's hard to do that. Honestly, I mean, I am a dedicated humanities, humanities guy, and I'm not going to pretend that, you know, a humanities major in this way, you know, you know, in this is like the ticket again, that there are lots of people who are like only humanities majors need apply. It's just not true. Right. More humanities programs respond by sort of trying to pull back uh, from this whole thing. Right. To kind of take refuge in the purity of the discipline, right? Be like, you know, okay, you know, maybe on our website, like the website people will, you know, figure out something about like, you know, 
jobs that you can do. But really, when it comes to our courses, when it comes to our major, you know, for our English majors or for our, our art history majors, we're not going to worry about that. We're just going to we're just going to do literature. We're just going to do art. Right. We're going to we're going to we're going to do our thing. Um and uh, and kind of you know just disregard the whole usefulness question that's been kind of thrust upon them uh, by the university. Let's just study the discipline for its own sake. And this is the experience that the I mean, you go to like say go to a, a liberal arts college, right? And like look at the English major description, and that that's what you'll see, right? That's how courses work. That's how these programs work. Um, and of course, many people would defend this approach and say, look. The humanities on their own, right? These disciplines on their own grounds are important, right? To, you know, the pursuit of truth, the importance of understanding the human condition, like these are things that you get from the humanities. People's lives are enriched and broadened by the study of the humanities. Um, you know, if society ceases to value the things that make us human and not merely machines, then our, you know, society is going to be drifting towards degeneration. These are the kinds of things that people who support the humanities will say to, to just to kind of push back, as I say, against this whole, you know, utility approach uh, to higher education. Now, these things are perfectly true, right? They are not wrong about any of those things. And I absolutely agree. The humanities do, of course, have exactly this kind of value, and they are important on their own for exactly these reasons. Um, uh, but there's a problem here. The problem is, although it is true that there is great value in studying the humanities, we're talking about different kinds of value here right? Yes, it's very important. Yes, your life is going to be enriched, but it doesn't, it doesn't provide an answer for the question, why should I take out $100,000 in loans to do this, right? That's when the whole, this value proposition in the humanities, the personal enrichment and understanding of the human condition, the pursuit of truth and beauty, those are wonderful things. That's a high cost to pay for the pursuit of truth and beauty, right? And I have to admit, if my own son, my own son is a senior in high school right now, as it turns out, if my own son were to say to me, I think I'm going to take out $100,000 in loans for the sake of pursuing truth and beauty for the next four years, I think I might tell him, that is excellent, uh, but I'm not sure that that's wise, you know, that that's really a good call uh, right now. Um, here's 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 the problem in taking this line in in kind of retreating within the discipline and kind of trying to ignore, in a sense, the utility question um, in trying to distance itself from this job value question. The result is that human the humanities have actually played along with their opponents. Right. It's as if they're saying we know <clears throat> that humanities majors are useless <clears throat> for job prep. But do it anyway, right? Do it for truth and beauty. <clears throat> who cares whether it's, you know, who cares about the fact that it's useless? But of course, the problem is you're starting with the concession that the humanities are impractical, that the humanities are useless, that their only value, <clears throat> even if you say that their highest value lies in the pursuit of truth and beauty, right? And the understanding of the human condition. Nevertheless, you're, you're still, you're, you're, you're capitulating on the other point, on that other very important point, that when it comes to practical things, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's in fact not useful. At Signum University, we are taking a new stand 
a third position. Um, there is one simple obvious fact that both sides of this, you know, kind of debate that I've been describing uh, has uh, have been neglecting, right? And that is one pure and simple fact that the humanities are not in any way by any means useless. Um, there is a reason why education, all education uh, in the European tradition, always used to begin with the humanities, right? You start with the trivium, grammar, logic, and rhetoric. Um, uh, it was not primarily because they were encouraging, you know, uh, young people at the start of their education to uh, pursue truth, beauty, and the human condition, right? They started with the trivium. They started teaching with the humanities because it was understood to be these, you know, it was understood to, to convey necessary practical foundations for all other kinds of learning and for everything that you would do in your professional life. All educated people should begin with a grounding in the humanities. Why did they do that, right? Why did they uh, choose that? Again, it was for very practical reasons uh, as well. The fact is the humanities are the best place to develop skills that are absolutely essential to every field of inquiry or any professional undertaking. Careful critical reading, clear communication, logical analysis, sensitivity to the experiences of others. There is nothing at all, nothing whatsoever that you can do with your life uh, in which these skills will not help you. And nothing. There's no career. There's no. I mean, I guess like unless you're going to go, you know, to become a hermit on a mountaintop and never interact with another human being. Um, but even <laughs> even then, I believe your life would be enriched and improved uh, by having many of these skills. So um, but the irony, the irony here is that the humanities uh, the humanities don't lack usefulness. The irony is that their usefulness is too broad and universal, right? It's so broad and so universal that it fails to be the kind, the specific kind. It's not, it's not the, it's not the right, again, it's, it's not a nail, right? It's not the right shape of usefulness that higher education has, you know, staked itself on, right? Is, is sort of looking for, is, is, is billing itself with, um, uh, the you know the, the the higher education with its narrow solution to the value problem, you know, has pushed forward this one solution and higher uh, and humanities does not fit that profile. Um, so, we believe at Signum University that the solution to the humanities crisis is teaching the applied humanities. We have um, uh, we believe that so look the link between. Humanities and foundational skills is well known, right? I mean, like everybody knows that you learn to be a better reader and a better writer and a better communicator uh, and have better emotional intelligence when you study the humanities. That's very clear. And if you go, you know, go to a random humanities department at a random university and say, what are the best reasons why, you know, what are the practical reasons why we should be, you know, English majors or philosophy majors? And they'll talk about this kind of thing, critical thinking, communication skills. Everybody knows this. But the problem is nobody foregrounds this. Um, it's not, it's something that, um, it's something that, that happens. Um, but, uh, but it's not, 
what the programs are about. My point is that the problem is not in is not in teaching, right? There are many students everywhere taking humanities courses, right? Getting receiving excellent humanities courses and through those humanities courses, developing excellent skills, right? It's not that that doesn't happen and needs to start happening. It does happen. The problem is in program structure and description, right? Uh, the majors that are, as they're currently constructed, uh, and the way that the whole thing is being angled and, uh, uh, you know, sort of promoted uh, by universities, that's where the problem is being created. Students are getting skills, Right. Students who take the humanities classes are, in fact, developing these skills, but they need to be able to show this. Right. We need to reorient students, families and employers um, towards what humanities educations mean to make it explicit. Right. So that this is understood. Um, again, humanities majors receive these benefits, um, but they've not been shown how to market that. Employers don't know what these credentials mean, right? You go and you say, I'm an English major, right? You got it on your resume, right? I was an English major at this college. Does your employer know what that means about you, right? What that, what kind of skills you have and how that's been developed? Usually not. Um, so we need to, uh, we need to, to change how we present the humanities, how we approach the humanities. The humanities are not themselves actually broken, right? The crisis is not, it's not for that reason. It's not because the humanities don't work or even that, you know, the humanities courses people have been teaching are bad in some way, right? What we need is a thorough and a thoughtful recontextualization and reorientation towards the humanities. We need a proper foregrounding of the important role that the humanities play um, it, in students and sort of through students in the building of these things and how they can be applied. We need to emphasize the direct and broad applicability uh, to any discipline of further study or any area of endeavor whatsoever that the humanities clearly possess. Now, in solving the first problem, the crisis of humanities in the higher in higher education, we've kind of simultaneously solved the second problem, right? The skills gap. If we can do the one, we will certainly do the second. If we can restore the place of the humanities, reorient people to that broad application, it will become obvious that humanities study is the answer to the skills gap uh, that lots of people are concerned about and very rightly so. Once more, Students uh, will be gaining these essential people skills through humanities studies. You know, once this happens, the skills gap will certainly close. Um, notice what this means, though. This means that the applied humanities needs to be accessible. It's not an all for nothing deal. Applied humanities programs are, I mean, like an applied humanities program might be great for the humanities majors, right? If you just kind of take your humanities majors and reorient them, that'd be, that'd, that'd be good and useful uh, for those people. But, but of course, it's not just for humanities majors. If we want to close the skills gap broadly, we need a, the applied humanities to be available to everybody. Um, and that means that applied humanities programs need to be flexible. We need to make 
teaching available to students in other fields. We need uh, you know, to make them available even to people who are currently in the workforce and not just to undergraduate students. So uh, let's talk about Signum's actual plans for the future of the humanities. Um, enough sort of theorizing about the general uh, uh, place and importance of the humanities. Uh, let's talk about Signum University's plans and our initiatives, what we are uh, meaning to do and how we hope to make an impact on, uh, uh, you know, in this arena uh, over the next few years. Well, of course, again, the applied humanities, this is the overall theme of what we are doing. We want to change the concept of the humanities to, to foreground the obvious usefulness of the humanities um, by talking not just about the humanities as if we're, again, as if we're kind of turning away from the world and merely pursuing truth and beauty for our personal enrichment. We want to emphasize, of course, we will be doing that too, but we also, as we do that, want to emphasize on the applied humanities, how they are to be applied. So the first way, of course, the first initiative that we are uh, undertaking is the Signum Path program. The Signum Path program, uh, you know, through this program, we've set our sights on the most pressing and immediate problem, the skills gap in the workplace, right? That's the, that's the, 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 the sort of, the crisis in the humanities is an ongoing drama, right? Uh, the, uh, the skills gap in the workplace is something that needs addressing instantly. Um, you know, ask managers, uh, you know, across, you know, multiple industries, the primary things they look for in job candidates, and they'll tell you these foundational skills, right? Communication, critical thinking, presentation skills, emotional intelligence. These are always scattered through the top 10 lists of top 10 skills that people identify as being most important for your career, things people are most looking for uh, in applicants. But of course, most of those professionals also say that these are the skills that are really hard to find uh, in people. Um, and again, we believe that the applied humanities is the solution here. Signum Path is our implementation of this solution. The Signum Path program is based on short courses, um, which are founded in the humanities, training people in these cru crucial skills. Our courses run for a month, meaning twice a week. Um, three of our courses combine to form a badge, making up a larger skill set, like writing and oral communications. Um, they're designed, of course, to fit into people's busy schedules. We're very flexible with how we schedule our sections. But the thing is, training in these skills requires time. Um, you, you can't learn to write well in a weekend seminar. It's just, it's just not possible, right? It's one of the tricky things. It's one of the things that makes this skills gap hard to close, right? You can't just say, oh yeah, watch this training video and then you'll be all set. That's just not how these skills work. This is why in Signum Path, Signum Path is, is designed to have synchronous classes engaging in Signum's characteristic uh, small group synchronous classroom. We offer courses, as I said, in writing, verbal communication, relating to other people. Signum 
path is meant to be a skill solution, both for groups and for individuals. There are a lot of companies out there that know uh, the difficulties of having an employee team full of people who struggle with these skills, right? There's, there's a lot of inefficiencies, to say the least, in the workplace when you've got these problems kind of systemically in your office. And so through the Signum Path program, we're partnering with companies, running courses for their teams, customized to their industry and situation. But of course, individuals also need these skills to further their own careers. People who are looking for jobs, who are hoping to, to, to get a better job, you know, developing these skills is an excellent way to set yourself apart. If you want to move up in your career, right, advance into leadership, perhaps, uh, within your industry, it's absolutely crucial uh, to demonstrate uh, that you really shine in these particular skills. Technical skills will get you a job, right? You know, the, 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 the whole, the, the reason that universities have used this line, right? Have used this, like, let's, you know, promote these majors so that they help people get jobs. It's not completely wrong, right? There are very many majors, which if you take them, they will qualify you for these jobs. But in order to thrive in your career, you also need uh, these foundational skills. Uh, that the humanities are so good at teaching. Um, so again, people can get those through Signum Path. Um, our primary student, our primary student population so far for Signum Path uh, has been uh, corporate people who are kind of in the business world. Uh, generally, uh, we've been working with larger corporations uh, with some of their teams. We've been working with uh, individuals, you know, who are uh, looking for jobs again, hoping to kind of improve their jobs, improve their standing. Um, uh, We've been doing this mostly because it's the corporate world that's kind of most awake to the need for the applied humanities. Uh, this is something that is talked about a lot in business circles. But it's not our only aspiration. As we continue to grow the Signum Path program, we are certainly hoping to extend our reach uh, further in, you know, across lots of different industries. You know, it's not just like you know, high-powered corporate environments that we're talking about here. There's all kinds of work environments. As I said, these skills are absolutely universally applicable. Uh, and so we're hoping to be able to reach a very wide array of folks uh, whose, you know, professionalized lives will be assisted. So we certainly, over the next two years, uh, are hoping to uh, to help a very great uh, a very great number of people uh, to be improving these skills and companies to be improving the sort of the 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 quality of life uh, and efficiency of their uh, of their teams. But, um, you know, the applied humanities are needed everywhere. And there are a lot of people who can benefit from this who are not in the normal corporate environment as well. We're working on some programs that would extend this kind of skill training into other groups of people who really need it. So some of the things that are likely to be coming in the future uh, within the Signum Path program, uh, uh, Signum Path for kids, uh, especially teenagers who are preparing for college and the workplace, it's never too early to develop these kinds of skills. And of course, many would say the earlier the better, right? Um, uh, you know, just as having better skills of this kind would help you, will help you someday to thrive in your job, it'll also help you in college for many of the same reasons. So um, focusing on uh, uh, beginning to move into teaching some of these uh, skills uh, on the 
you know, the, the secondary and even back earlier than secondary education levels uh, is one of the things that we are uh, that we're that we're working on, that we're developing and that we plan to be moving into. There are other sort of special projects and special populations uh, that we're hoping also to be able to expand into one that we're that we're we're thinking about. I've been in some preliminary uh, discussions just to give an illustration of some of the kinds of things that we're thinking about. Uh, we're thinking about developing a Signum Path program that would bring Signum Path programming into the American prison system. Um, there are there's a lot of need, right, uh, to, to, to bring skills training to assist the transition back to the working world uh, for inmates uh, who are preparing to leave prison uh, and go back and try to find jobs. There's a lot of people these days in America talking about judicial reform. That's great. And let's do something tangible to help people already in prison recover and stabilize their lives. That'd be a really great way to have an impact there as well. Anyway, we certainly think so. Um, I'm actively right now looking for funding uh, for a program like this. Of course, the PATH program is very cost efficient. Our tuition is really, really low. We're far less expensive than most like corporate training programs. Um, uh, this, uh, but, but as I say, we're, we're looking for funding pro programs. Of course, the, that's the, the biggest challenge. We can't afford to do all of our classes for free. I insist on paying our wonderful faculty who teach our courses. So, um, you know, we can't teach all of our courses for free. And of course, prisoners can't afford to pay for them generally, um, uh, nor does the state have much money in their budget for these kind of, you know, the states have much money in their budgets for these kinds of things. Um, we're looking to connect with, uh, with maybe a foundation or maybe some private donors who would be interested in this project and might be able to help to, uh, to fund some courses. It would be a very high impact way uh, to improve the lives of a lot of people. So that's just a, uh, an example of some of the things. I have no idea what the future is going to bring uh, there. I think there's going to be uh, my expectation is that there are going to be a lot of really interesting opportunities for us to expand and apply the Signum Path program in ways that I don't currently expect. Um, but um, but I am looking forward to seeing the Signum Path uh, program thrive and expand in very exciting ways. It's a newly launched program for us, um, but I think it is extremely well suited to solving this very important problem. Uh, and it is our first official foray into the world of the applied humanities. While the PATH program is running and expanding, we're also busily preparing the new program that will soon become our institutional centerpiece. And that is the Signum College Applied Humanities Program. I've talked about how, you know, uh, the change that humanities needs most is in program design, right? Again, it's not that the teaching of the humanities is kind of broken across the board. Um, I've said we need to be explicit about the application of the humanities, explicit to students to make sure that they understand the application of the humanities, that they're, that they're working explicitly to do that and to know how to talk about that. We need to make sure that our courses and credentials are designed to make that application explicit so that others can see it and can understand the impact, as a lot of people just undervalue the usefulness and application of the humanities. Um, and uh, another important element, by the way, in, you know, in the 
way that humanities programs uh, are designed is interdisciplinarity. Um, humanities dis disciplines are too often isolated, you know, living in their own little boxes uh, within universities. And uh, at Signum, we, we believe very strongly in the uh, in an interdisciplinary approach to teaching the humanities, to let uh, those humanities uh, disciplines uh, kind of connect with each other in organic ways. So let me explain how our Signum College program will work. The core of the Signum College human Applied Humanities program will be initial clusters of courses that we're planning to call foundations. Keep in mind, uh, we're still, uh, you know, we're about two years away from the official launch of this program. <clears throat> Some of our nomenclature and stuff might change over time, I suspect, but I'm uh, giving you what we're, uh, the, our, our working model uh, for right now, for, for now. Uh, so again, these initial clusters of courses, and and we'll call these clusters foundations. The idea here is a group of three to five courses from multiple humanities disciplines that demonstrate multiple approaches to a single basic skill, right? So you, you would take a foundation in, for instance, persuasion or problem solving or storytelling or data analysis or emotional intelligence, right? Now, these would be real humanities classes, right? You'd be taking like a, a real English class, you know, not just like, let's think about how, you know, English applies to the data analysis field or something like that. No, you'd be taking an English class and look at how data is gathered and how data is analyzed in the course of literary study, right? And you can, and then of course you look at the same thing from, uh, you know, doing, doing history, you know, historical analysis or art history, uh, philosophy. Um, these would be real human, humanities classes, which means, of course, that truth, beauty, and the understanding of the human condition is baked in right from the beginning. Um, but each foundation serves as a little mini credential of its own, uh, something tangible that students can point to to say that they've received in-depth training in this thing. It's a significant unit um, that will that conveys some real mastery. Uh, in that in that thing, think about how this would work. Take, for example, a storytelling foundation, right? You could take so you know one way to approach this would you take a literature class and you would look at sort of the nature of narrative and you you'd, you'd be thinking about you'd be looking at how different narratives work and uh, you know focus on narrative development in different forms of literary work. Then you'd also take an art history class and you would look at how um, how different works of art in different media right convey uh, m uh, meaning and stories right uh, the kinds of narratives and the way that you can you can uh, accomplish narrative right through various uh, uh, artistic media you could do a music theory course right again looking at how uh, how stories and meaning and narrative are conveyed through uh, through music and through musical composition right you can look at you could take a history class and look at how uh, you can derive nar how narrative can be constructed from you know, men or logbooks, right? Or from other kind of, uh, uh, you know, pieces of historical data, right? There are all these different, total, very different kinds of, you take a creative writing course, right? And actually work on the praxis of how do you develop narratives and what are some different ways that you can, uh, that you can approach conveying narratives. Um, you know, all of these different ways. So, you know, you, you take three to five courses like that and those together form this little mini credential. Right, which we'll which we'll call a foundation. 
uh, your foundation in storytelling. As I say, there's there's some there's some real mastery of a very practical skill there. Now, as our students proceed through the program, they'll accumulate several foundations, right? Uh, multiple multiple little units of this kind, developing, therefore, multiple skills along the way. Now, these students will then combine into a larger conceptual unit, right? Com consisting of more than one of these skills. Uh, and we're going to call this larger unit a focus, right? So you can do, for instance, maybe you do uh, a foundation in emotional intelligence and you do another one in persuasion, uh, and then you do some electives in literature and history and philosophy. Uh, you know, you, you, you choose out some electives that are relevant. And, you, and the whole thing is packaged together as a focus in leadership, right? Emotional intelligence plus persuasion plus uh, interesting literature, history and philosophy courses uh, that look at and talk about you know, uh, you know, different sort of instances or challenges to uh, leadership uh, issues. And you say, so this is my focus in leadership. Right, that I've that I have developed. Maybe you take a data analysis foundation and a problem solving foundation and some electives, and you make that into a management focus. Right, a focus is about nine to twelve courses, so it's a significant unit. Right, uh, of uh, of of study. It's kind of like a major, but useful, <laughs> applied. Right, it's a pl an applied humanities major. Um, you can, of course, do more than one focus, right? You complete a focus and you can uh, then you can do another focus. Uh, a focus could also be topical. For instance, you could do, say, a focus in Middle Eastern studies, an interdisciplinary focus on Middle Eastern studies in which you study literature, history, music, art, religion of the, of of the Middle East. Right. Um, so you've got you know, you've got your your focus in Middle Eastern studies. As you again, as you continue through the degree program, if you pursue the degree program, you combine two or three areas of focus within your bachelor's degree. Now, so notice what this program accomplishes, right? You're still getting excellent interdisciplinary humanities education, right? You're learning a lot. You're receiving enrichment. You've, you've certainly encountered, you know, you've had lots of opportunity to pursue truth and beauty and all that kind of thing, right? Um, all of the benefits of the humanities, of uh, studying the humanities you have received, right? But the student who pursues this program has been oriented from day one to the application of the humanities as well. Right. They are prepared to take their education into the working world wherever they go. Notice also how this changes the nature of credentials. Our theoretical graduate, right, whose program I was or, you know, potential programs I was just describing can write on their resume and say, graduated from the Signum College Applied Humanities program with a B.A. So I, I, I graduated with a B.A. in Applied Humanities. Uh, focused on leadership and Middle Eastern studies with specializations in persuasion and emotional intelligence. That says to a potential employer much more than I got a BA in history, which most employers don't know what that means and what that says about you, right? Um, you've given much more obviously relevant information about your skill set as well as a fun, fun talking points uh, for your interview, right? Um, so th I, I, get, I think that this, this, this is what I'm talking about, about reorienting our programs so that it, it, it simply makes clearer and more explicit 
how the humanities always has been applied and should be applied. Now, there are two other things, however, that an applied humanities program needs to do in order to embody all of the concepts that I was describing earlier. First, it has to enable customization, right? I've emphasized the breadth of the applicability of the humanities. You can apply the humanities to anything. But well, if that's true, and if we want to encourage our students to be able to apply, you know, we want to enable our students to apply it anywhere that they want to go, we can't, um, we can't just channel students into really like a small, you know, number of discrete courses of study, right? We can't have really rigid guardrails around uh, their courses of study or else it's going to be harder for them to apply it as creatively and as broadly as they should, in theory, be able to apply it, right? Students, therefore, need to be free to combine and explore courses and foundations in many different ways uh, in preparation to apply these elements to in any one of, you know, hundreds of different potential directions. Signum College students, therefore, will be building their own focuses, their own degree plans, customized by their academic interests and their career interests. And therefore, in order to do all this, in order to help students do all this, um, Signum College students are going to be um, assigned a mentor at the beginning of their Signum careers. Um, we are planning to take a very different and sort of much more proactive uh, approach to advising than is common in undergraduate programs. Um, each of our students, as I say, will be assigned a mentor. Their mentor will stay with them throughout the program from when they first are accepted to take courses in our program until they complete their studies, whatever that completion looks like for them. Um, and their mentor will be guiding them, advising them. Um, this is going to be academic advising, you know, career services, a guide to the university experience all wrapped up into one personalized package that you will be working with one-to-one -one throughout your Signum experience. This is something, uh, establishing personal connections with each of our students individually is just a, a core part of the Signum experience anyway. And we certainly want this, want to make sure that this will be true uh, for our Signum College Applied Humanities students. So, this is one thing that the program has to do. It has to be flexible. So we are planning to make it largely self-determined. We're going to actually require our students to structure their own programs. They'll get guidance, right? They'll have to go sort of through, th through approvals. They'll have to be explaining their rationale uh, for things uh, and get approval for those. Um, but, but again, this is, this is just, this is essential. It's an essential part of this kind of education. Now, the second thing that our program has to do in order to uh, avail itself of the opportunities of the applied humanities is it has to embrace flexible program length. Traditional undergraduate programs lock students into a four-year model. That has been the model forever, right? Um, you go to undergraduate for a four-year degree. And if you do less, right, if you stop after two and a half years, what do you get? Nothing. <laughs> Usually a bunch of credits that maybe you can transfer somewhere else someday, but you get no credential, right? The, the, the traditional approach to undergraduate, uh, 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 you know, programs has been a, a very all or nothing kind of approach. Um, and, in, you know, more and more 
companies and their hiring processes are questioning the value of this, right? A four-year degree doesn't mean exactly what it used to mean anymore. And I think, again, part of the problem is that the, those credentials are kind of muddy now. Anyway, again, like it's not clear what it even means. Um, it means it doesn't mean what it used to mean, and it's not 100% certain what it does mean at all right now. And again, if you just say, I have a four-year degree in history, what are you saying about yourself? Most employers won't be able to parse that. And most employer, and employers kind of know this, are realizing this more and more. Uh, and uh, you see more people across, you know, out in the working world, more companies advocating more granular skills-based models for credentialing, right? People, are, you know, the, the fact is the requirement of a four-year college degree before you can apply to this for this job, that's something that is already starting, that, that, that requirement is already declining. You still see it lots of places, right? But it's on the decline. And I think that that decline is going to continue and probably accelerate in future years. Signum College, the Signum College program We'll be able to accommodate a four-year degree. We're going to offer a four-year degree. You can you can you can come for four years and get a bachelor's degree. That won't be a problem. Um, but the program is also designed for multiple points of entry and exit. Um, each of our smaller units is designed to be used as a credential on its own. Right? If students just want to take a foundation or two and leave, right, to 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 develop and be able to show that they have uh, uh, really strongly developed, you know, these few really uh, important and applicable skills, um, that's, they're welcome to do that. That's great. If they want to maybe, you know, do a couple of those, put those together with some other courses and complete a focus, right? Um, and then, you know, maybe they're going to, you know, sort of just take that focus and apply for jobs. Maybe they're going to take that focus and combine it with some other training elsewhere, with another major at another school. Great. That'd be wonderful. That'd be very useful for them. Um, let me give you a few illustrations of how Signum College studies could be used, how we envision this, what I'm talking about, the kind of flexibility that we offer just to sort of help you uh, understand this and picture this. Imagine one student who wants to work as a journalist, um, but, you know, she wants to build a resume a little bit first. So uh, she spends a few semesters at Signum College completing foundations in writing and data analysis. Um, and then she's going to combine those with some electives in literature and ethics and history. And she's going to bring them together to construct a focus in investigative writing. That's that's the focus that she's created. And then she leaves school and starts applying for jobs. Right. As an investigative writer, um, uh, you know, maybe she she uh, is able to to use that to find an in and then she you know goes on with her career. If that's what she needs. Awesome. Great. Uh, that's a success story. Right. We don't need to keep her for four years in order for it to count as a success story. Now, imagine another student who is enthusiastic about art history and wants to work in museum curation. Right. She wants to be a, a museum curator. Um uh, so this person completes the full degree, including a focus in management and a focus in the early Mediterranean world. Right, it's where uh, his research interests lie. Uh, for the capstone project, he designs and plans uh, a curated exhibit on the relics of ancient Crete. Right, it's sort of a theoretical exhibit to sort of show uh, what he can do. All of our students will do senior capstone projects. Uh, you know, those students who complete the degree uh, will do a senior capstone project, which will be designed to be applied, right? To be a practical application of one kind or another uh, of what you've been studying. 
Um, so, you know, this person is then going to get their bachelor's degree uh, with, you know, focuses on management in the early Mediterranean world and this uh, this experience that they can point to uh, in museum curation. And they can now go out on the museum curator job market. Um, another student is an electrical engineering major at an excellent state university. She has to complete humanities gen ed credits, of course, in order to graduate from said state university. Um, but instead of taking you know, like a generic American lit survey, which she could do. She instead takes a foundation in writing at Signum, which satisfies her requirements at her home university. She transfers those credits into her school. Um, and of course, by doing her humanities credits this way, by taking uh, a focus, or sorry, not a focus, by taking foundation in writing, um, she also sets herself to become one of the only people in her future engineering team who can write clear explanations of things and comprehensible emails. Um, my suspicion is that that writing foundation uh, that she took as her humanities gen ed probably will be understood by her to be more relevant to her future engineering career uh, than uh, the American Lit survey that she might have taken at her home institution, even if it maybe it would have been a cool uh, Lit survey, but not applied in the same way. Um, yet another student uh, does all of her study at Signum College developing focuses in analytical writing and in mythology and mythopoeia with a concentration in literary studies. Now, this student wants to go into graduate school in literature and pursue teaching. She's decided that humanities are really what she wants to do professionally. So she's also going to complete the advanced literary study focus to prepare herself for graduate study. See how this works, right? People can apply multiple increments of Signum study to multiple situations very flexibly. Now, I hope this helps to give a glimpse into the, 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 the Signum College Applied Humanities program that we're developing, you know, how this is all going to work. Our current plan, as I've mentioned, is we plan to open enrollment in the fall of 2022. Um, if you would like to stay informed about our program, if this sounds like something that you might be interested in, whether it's just taking a few courses, maybe maybe doing a single foundation to really delve deeply into one of these skills, maybe you want to take a block of courses, you know, again, construct your own uh, sort of focus in leadership this way, or you know, wh wh whatever else you want to develop your focus in, um, you know, maybe you want to, maybe this is a, a, a degree path you would like to pursue. Um, uh, let us know. Send an email to humanities at signumu.org and we'll uh, keep you on our mailing list. We'll keep you posted about the progress of our program uh, and, uh, you know, when certain things are going to be made available. Again, this program is still, it's in design right now. We're, we're, we're working on designing our curriculum uh, and, uh, uh, and of course, all the credentialing and, you know, fun uh, uh, bureaucracy behind the scenes. Um, but as I say, fall of 2022 is our projected uh, opening date uh, for this program. Now, one last thing. Uh, there's one last thing that I uh, that I would mention about Signum's future plans. Um, there's a final element required in order for us to complete our vision for the humanities. Um, I've talked about Signum Path, right, which is designed to fill the current need for skills acquisition. I've talked about the Signum College program, uh, applied humanities for the future, right? Um, but in order to secure the future of the humanities itself, we need to attend to the perpetuation 
of the humanities. And that, of course, is what we would do through the Signum Graduate School. Um, we have, of course, at Signum, Currently, uh, one graduate program, our master's degree program in language and literature. Uh, this is our, our initial pioneering, groundbreaking program. It is the cornerstone of Signum University. Um, it is a thriving program specializing in imaginative lit and Germanic philology. Our master's degree in language and lit is not going anywhere. Uh, that program is only growing and getting more awesome and will continue to grow and get more awesome as Signum grows around it. <clears throat> but after the Signum College program is well launched, we plan to expand our graduate school to include graduate programs in other humanities disciplines, right? We plan to have multiple master's and doctorate programs in not only language and literature, but in history, in art history, uh, in philosophy, in you know, many other uh, areas uh, of the humanities. Um, this is, uh, this is, again, this is essential because if we don't, if we don't make sure that we are continuing the further study of the humanities, if we're not training up future generations of humanities scholars, then, of course, we'll be sawing off the branch that we're sitting on. Right. So this is something that's a, a, a really important thing. It's 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 not the next step. Right. Path is what we're doing right now. The Signum Path program is our immediate current step. The next step is the Signum College program. The step after that is the expansion of our graduate programs. We'll be continuing our current MA program throughout, of course. Uh, but the expansion of the graduate program uh, is what the the next uh, step will be. Okay, um, uh, so our vision, just sort of in conclusion, uh, our vision for Signum University in 10 years, right? In 10 years, I see Signum University as a home for the humanities. Um, we, we will have Signum Path, right? Reaching out into many different communities, helping many people in many different walks of life to equip themselves for better success, through humanities study. We will have the Signum College, right? Enabling, enriching study through the humanities and preparing people to apply what they learn in pursuit of their vocational dreams. And we'll have the Signum Graduate Program, uh, training and mentoring the next generation of teachers and scholars who will help continue the tradition of the humanities, uh, you know, at Signum and elsewhere. Uh, this is a really exciting picture, and I hope that you'll find a way to be a part of it.